Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and today's date is October the 13th, and we are listening to a podcast that has four gentlemen, and they're discussing the debt, vaccines, CERN, enslavement, etc., and it's very good. So I think this will be the last part. dark resonates is heavy this doesn't sense for those of us who are aware so go ahead matt you got the first um there the construct of this of this you know creator of all holographic design is based entirely on duality you can see it in every aspect of every of almost every decision that's made the extremes on every end and and just like that it seems that life and the priorities of 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 which side you focus on all of that duality as well and this darker side of, of light to counter light there are alliances and beings throughout the galaxy and universe who have clearly chosen a darker side you know in, in star wars they think it's, it's the path it's the dark side right. and all that and all that is is the the idea of completely giving in to um the dom- the idea of dominating others you know using them as resources taking control of themselves. Yeah, so these beings and, and these alliances who have taken over various large swaths of the galaxy, whatever it is, they decided at one point, and what, what, I've, what I've seen looking in the research, this, this dividing point where um, both human cultures and, and maybe the, the higher gods of the Anunnaki, there were these, there were these sides that were, that were decided. And um, when, I was, when I was looking through this research, um, in several different places from the Emerald Tablets you mentioned, all the way up through uh, the, our, the ancient, ancient Sumerian t- um, writings, they talk about how there's this, there was this dark side, of this corrupted dark side that, that can kind of infuse and kind of um, polluted itself within humanity. Thoth the Atlantean talks about that, how there were these dark beings that were contacted from some kind of another, another realm, and they, they were allowed in. And, and, that, and that always fascinated me. But one of the things that's strange about it is, if you start looking at the evidence of, of those who have influenced us, you see overwhelming evidence of the Anunnaki, but you see very, very little on any, any of the Syrian or Orion darker side, which I believe they are. And from what I've um, researched and looked into, it's because they simply are masters of not being known. Right. They are like, they they, rem- they want to remain totally hidden. They w- they want to be behind the scenes pulling the strings on everything. Foth, Foth refers to them, and not to interrupt you, and I know Joe has a ton to talk about on this, but and I want you to get back, but Foth refers to them as the serpent beings. Yeah. And, and says yeah. there is a word that can, you know, get rid of the ruse or the, you know, the, the shape-shifting or the, you know, the holographic, you know, face that they pro- they project, right? Right, Gerald? Yeah, this is, uh, this is kind of an interesting part of uh, Thoth's discussions. He never gave us the actual word to right. unmask their countenance, but if you think about the movie, they live where they actually put sunglasses on and they can see them. I mean, that, that would be even better, right? So you can see them and them not know that you know that who they are because you don't, you're not saying anything to alert them, right? So go, go back to that. But so, so let me just define this for the people that are watching this that don't have the understanding of this that we have. So all of you guys have seen all these Hollywood shows. They live. Gerald just runs to V, you know, V part two. It always stems somewhere, somehow 
two draconians, dragons, reptilians, yes. lizard yeah. people, lizard people, dino people, reptoids, reptilians, whatever you want to call them. There's, they're immersed in our, in, in, in like the myth, the mythology of our human experience. And, and, and again, from Hollywood through mythology, through so many things. You know, we have, you know, tablets. They found dino men, right, in the cuneiform or in, yeah. you know, buried in the pyramids and stuff like that. And, and obviously in Mexico too, and Mexico. There's, there's so much stuff that has this lizard you know symbolism this lizard man lizard woman symbolism so i you know setting that up go back matt talk again still about it, these people the, the symbology is incredible throughout our culture right we see we have this idea of dragons and giants and everyone thinks they're just myths and that they're not based on anything and yet if you look at star constellations you see something the idea that there's a constellation called alpha draconis right and then Wow, Draconis sounds a lot like dragon, doesn't it? And and all these other various things. Draconian, Draconian. Yeah, exactly. And so if if everything is based on this duality, then if mammals exist on the blue vibrational frequency at one end of the light spectrum, then reptiles would would exist on the other. And that's what forms the duality, I think, in the universe, is this this polarization of both sides where one with that has maybe that has developed to have lost all connections to its emotional side and have, have then decided to focus it all on their intellectual side and the gain of themselves, they've left that path and that's the dark path. That's the red vibrational conscious path. Whereas this this blue path, I think it's, it's the idea of um, the collaboration and furthering those around you. And so this battle of polarity and duality is is what is ruling everything. And so who are these darker ones? Right. I want to I want to read a quick quote that I have. Um, there's something that Daryl has talked about many, many times called the anonymous, the anonymous Enki message. And it's just a message we've received, which, which has basically a message to humanity right now and kind of what's going on. And it has so many different aspects to it that are impossible to be somebody just writing it based on um, a fun joke. Because there are terms that someone would have to know the most ancient aspect of, of ancient history to really understand terms that are just not used right. and in this message there's this one part where he actually talks about who these darker beings are and i wanted to read it uh-huh. and it says in this paragraph it mentions but deceivers who seek harm upon you have taken the roles in the upper echelons of your society right together with marduk one of the, the great the sons and one of the great rulers we talked about previous have created alliances with beings not of anunnaki nor of mankind your leaders have become vessels for these beings, yes. and their bodies are operating not of their control. There is no empathy, reason, or negotiating with them, your leaders, because they are no longer retaining their human spirit. This is why all of your leaders appear to age so quickly. The life energy inside of them is quickly drained by these entities, and their life essence is removed and merged with the life essence of the dark ones. So, so we quickly, just really quickly, look at Congress and on how we've yes. had in this older in echelons of our society these 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 um these kind of ancient, why are there no term limits for our senators and they continue why all this occur yeah they continue Listen. to perpetuate this 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 continuous mentality that never seems to change. Go ahead, Gerald. Talk about. Well, that. I was going to say, you know, Thoth um, also mentioned. Uh, in Atlantis when these uh, power-hungry individuals decided to open a portal to a lower dimension, right? lower dimension to bring these beings into their space as part of a control. I think it was a control issue. 
Well, if that's the case, he also said that they're usually summoned where the rights and the blood are all. Yes. You've got a ritual exactly. false blood, whether it's symbolic or not. Yeah. Those beings can be summoned. So I take you to Bohemian Grove. Yes. Anybody Luciferianism. Anybody that's involved with those rituals, guess what? They've offered up their body as vessels for these beings to occupy them, and that's what's going on. Same thing with the pedophilia. It creates the same genetic memory from the blood, from the breaking of you know the hymen or anal sex or any of that. All of that that pheromonal. Um, you know, the encalphic, all those mis- responses, those biological response mechanisms, all of that is doing that. You're right. It's stemming or it's bringing forth these, whatever you want to call them, you want you to def- define them as serpent beings, demon- demonic forces, Luciferian, whatever. And you're right. And, and, and I, I know this sounds crazy, and, you know, Rex is going to attack me here in a second. I know Rex has a lot to talk about this because he always asks the question on millions of his shows. But I, I, I truly, deeply believe that they are in control of the majority of our leaders. I'll tell you one guy, every time I look at the guy, he never dies. He's been around forever. It's like something is possessing him. And I'm probably sure there is. But that guy, Henry Kissinger, for Christ's sake. He's been talking about many times. looks like dragon. Excuse my language. I'm trying to clean up my language, but I have so much passion by that. When I look at Henry Kissinger, he literally looks like a dragon in human form. Well, look at, look at look at how the leaders uh, get their energy sapped just to correlate with what Anki is saying in that message. Like, look at look at Hillary Clinton. She can look only at walk, Obama. Can walk up the steps. Look at yeah. So you know what? When you For offer humans, right? When you offer yourself up to be used that way, you know, uh, you ought to be able to look to your peers and go, "Gosh, that's happening to him. Why would I do that? What is the allure?" To these people to want to sell their souls. So let me let me say something real quick and then Rex jump in. I don't get it. I, I, let me just say something real quick. We're gonna have a lot of people that are gonna watch this, and a lot of this, a lot of people who are like us in our group and aware are gonna. This is gonna resonate. And they're gonna be blown away by what we're talking about. But the people that are not as aware, you're not ready yet. And it's not no judgment of you. You're not aware yet. This doesn't resonate with you. You're not gonna understand what we're talking about. You're gonna think we're crazy. That's fine. It's okay. But when you get to a certain level. And yeah. you do see that stuff, and you've read as much as all of us have, and you've interviewed as many people who have talked about this in first person as Rex has heard. This is not crazy, guys, okay? When you read false emerald tablets, and you read them every night, as Gerald says, and you make them a part of your life, and you understand, and the words, like, literally harmonize, and they resonate, That you know, there's like a, there's like a, uh, a, a chord, like a resonant frequency that it just charges your body when you're reading it. This is not bullshit. This is legit. These beings are running things. They are inhabiting the souls or the life force of people in power on our planet. Yeah. This is not crazy. I am not crazy when I say this. I well, believe this. Well, listen, the idea that humans are avatars, I want to bring that up one more time. Right. We are meat hosts that have energy that can animate us. If you haven't taken the responsibility to own those energy centers that control you, then guess what? There's seven of them that other entities can walk in and control you at any level. So maybe you get your five-fifth chakra on, but guess what? There's still two above that. Entities can control you. So until you cast out all seven demons like Jesus did to Mary Magdalene and wake up all your chakras, you're vulnerable. 
And then one other thing I want to add, and then Rex jumped in, I know you have a lot to say. When you've done DMT, as have I, multiple times, I have seen these beings. Now, no, I have not had conversations or sat on a teeter-totter with them and talked to them about, you know, the algebraic expressions of the universe, but I have seen these beings in my flying, hurtling through the vastness of whatever. And they exist, and I cannot comprehend what they are, where they are, how they are, but Gerald is right, and we are just avatars in a simulation, and we are energy bodies, and these things can sat onto our energy. And I have friends, and all of you guys do, and Daniel Kelly could talk about this, and Matt, you had Daniel Kelly on your show. Daniel Kelly saw one of these beings when he was 26 years old or 25 years of his life in his room standing at the foot of his bed, and it wanted into him. And he thought he was dreaming the whole thing, and he had no idea where he was at his place now where he's level of seeking. But that's what led him into this. He's like, Jay, I have seen this being. It made itself known to me. It sat at the foot of my bed. It was eight feet tall and had, you know, menacing looking at me. So the reality of that people do see this, you know, again, depending on your expression, depending on your awareness levels and where you're at in your life, some people they manifest to. I remember listening to Jordan Maxwell, which Rex has had him on a show. And Jordan Maxwell is scared shitless at this stage of his life because he's been threatened by so many who knows type forces in the universe. But he has an amazing story about when he had one of these reptilian beings appear to him and basically say, you need to shut up or you're going to go missing. And that that resonated so deeply with me. I was like 16 or 17 years old when I heard that story from him. I was listening. I think it was on a radio show way back. You know, again, this is 20 plus years ago. But I'm telling you, we're not crazy. Rex, what do you, what do you have to say on this? Certainly when you look at people that have a lot of control and you see the world today the way that it is, it makes you wonder, you know, what is causing this? Could human beings create such havoc and chaos? And I don't and, believe they can. Why would they? Well, you know, I mean, certainly I, I have never seen a reptilian shapeshifter. And if I have, I certainly don't remember it. So, you know, I must have not had my Ray-Bans on when I got zapped. I forget about it. <laughs> so, but I, there's definitely a lot of information out there. And I've seen statues that are supposedly 7,000 years old, approximately, right. of gargoyles. giant people. Gargoyles. And you can go, yeah, I mean, the gargoyles. And there's a lot of stuff out there that kind of points to the possibility. And if you look at dinosaurs and, you know, when they supposedly died out, well, right. did they? And did they yeah. possibly? all from dinosaurs did they create dinosaurs i mean there's so many possibilities what i would say also is another possibility and this would be a more rational one but not at the same time is what if this entire thing is somewhat of like a a hoax in a sense to where maybe it's all humans and the people that are doing this stuff have certain security clearances or or can can basically get away with just about anything and they blame it on the reptilian agenda or they blame it on these these ancient relics now i'm not and i'm not saying that's the case and i'm not saying either way it just what a, what a, what a segue rex uh, well, I, I agree with you rex i, 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 did, I didn't share real info i didn't share with him the email i sent you today jay about Stumbling across this article with this yeah. guy, this guy, this doctor who's a physicist and living in Florida, that's accusing the telecom companies of allowing them to 
broadcast frequencies that are messing with humans, right? Did you see? Oh my God. So I read and I saw this and I was like, I've been saying this for years, right? In my first book, I talked about entrainment. Just prove it. Just well, so, you know, and I knew there were patents, but until I actually went and saw the patent myself and read through it, I'm like, okay, yeah. And this is what, the patent was dated 1992. Rex, I think I think what you just hit is right. I think there's more disinfo than there is actual info. But along with what you also said, there's too many mentions. There's too many historical records of quote unquote reptilian, draconian, dragon. There's just there's too much of it. And there's also a lot of oil companies, a lot of ancient old money. You know, uh, uh, Sinclair. Exactly, Sinclair. I mean. I yeah, I'm going to speak to those families after. There's, actually, there's yeah. so much of that in our lineage of our, you know, again, of our historical record. And again, much of our historical record probably be. Well, you, you know how Gerald just said maybe we're in a simulation, right? Okay, so let's look at that possibility. When you look at quantum physics, if you look at matter underneath an electron microscope, it would certainly appear that we're in some type of simulation. Absolutely. Well, okay, if that's the case, well, then how do we know any of this? what it is anymore. Maybe all that stuff that we're actually obtaining through our DNA is just coded information from when we were in a different time and a different place. And this whole thing could be just a grand illusion. Like when you bring up Jordan Maxwell, when he was on the show the other day, he was talking about how Steven Spielberg, well, he's got a friend that used to be friends. You know, it's like everybody has a friend that's got a friend that's got a friend that's got an uncle. But anyway, he has the friend that is friends with Steven Spielberg or was. And one day he saw him offset he was in a golf cart, essentially. Oh, God, he shape-shifted. Well, he tried to get, this this guy tried to catch up with him, and he, he realized when he was about 15 feet behind him that Steven Spielberg didn't look all the way back, but he did partially. Didn't realize that he was there, just realized somebody was there. And then he looked up, Steven Spielberg supposedly looks up, and then these literally men in black essentially pop out of nowhere, like a hologram, pop out of nowhere, and there's his security guards are there all of a sudden. This guy finally catches up to the security guards, and he's like, hey, I'm friends with Steven, let me talk to him. They're like, no, no, you need to go away, go away. Wow. So the guy he? turns around, okay. he's going away, and then he looks back, and they're gone. The last one. Totally, totally, gone. Totally, you guys have seen the story that Dan Aykroyd has about his little black men. Uh, he brought up the Dan Aykroyd story, yeah. Because everything's Dan based on Dan something. Dan Aykroyd's story, I've watched the Dan Aykroyd story 20 times. I watched it within the first six months that it appeared on YouTube. I've actually met Dan Aykroyd in person about oh, 10 years awesome, ago. that's awesome, man. He's one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite actors. Dan, listen, Dan, I shared, I shared a private box suite um, when I worked, this is a long time ago, when I worked uh, for Kelly Blue, with Kelly Blue Book as a senior VP a long time ago um, at the racetrack in Fontana with Dan Aykroyd. And Dan Aykroyd is... 100% legit, stand up, not controlled. He's on the side, he's on the light side. There's no doubt. And this is right when he was starting to have his experiences and he told me about his show, and Rex, maybe you know this, but you guys know he produced a show and they did 11 episodes and it also was cut and completely wiped out from Sci-Fi Channel. And it was, he. I mean, he did, he went, this is way before, you know, Jesse uh, Ventura's conspiracy show. And he had, According to what he told me, he had 11 episodes already wrapped in the hopper, produced, and everything that were mesmerizing that was going to blow the roof off of the conspiracy about quote-unquote UFOs. This is, again, like literally 13, 12 or 13 years ago, and they kiboshed it. Yeah. Show never saw the light. Magic number 11. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Never, never, never saw the light of day. I'm not surprised about that at all. So, so I mean, but back to the whole reptilians and the dark brotherhoods. I mean, Rex, you know, um, great devil's advocate, you know, statement because he's pr- probably right. But I think it actually it resonates a little bit with me from the standpoint of what he said. And Gerald, speak to this um, about the waking up. You know, what if what if it is true? What if we are all in a simulation, and now some of us. You know, the 5% or the 10% or one of us that are waking up and are becoming aware, you know, our chakras are tuned, we're, you know, our energy balance is there. What if we are waking up and we're finding out that we're not from here? You know, that again, you're going to this Saul, this Avalon Saul being, and we're, we're realizing that, like, holy shit, you know, we're on Earth and where is Earth? We're lost. So, so there is some truth to what Rex is saying. There is a possibility that we are souls that have been brought here, as, as it both said a million times, that Earth is a prison planet. And it's now, Jay, point. real quick though, what happens if we wake up and then we look at ourselves underneath a microscope? Is it still going to look the same? <laughs> right. Well, and this this brings up the great question, dude. This brings up the uh, great question about the three matrix series. You know, we started out with the first one. What is the matrix? Yeah. Number two, part, uh, why are, why are we in the matrix? And number three, what? What's the way out? Is there a, is there a way out? Okay, you have to really ask yourself. In the third matrix, Neo got to go meet the Grand System Architect. Yeah. In order to, but guess what? He had to be incorporated into the constructs of the matrix. He never got out. No. The matrix was reloaded, and they incorporated what they learned from him back into re-engineering a new form of the matrix to maintain the simulation. It doesn't, listen, I think the creator of all actually is running the top-level simulation. I agree with that. And the two basic rules are time and the law of creation of matter. And then underneath that, I think the Anunnaki have gone to different planets, set up, who knows what, a dodecahedron energy field around that planet so that they can control the consciousness and everything else. So there's simulations within simulations, essentially. Exactly, it, and they're not—they're not even sure what they're part of. I, I really, when I look at this story, so many times because it's just this huge story of you know us coming from these this primitive primitive worker aspect. It, it just seems to me that the creator of all's um, matrix of what this construct is, um, those below them that think they're gods like Enlil and those who think they're in control, they're actually just serving the greater the greater plan all along. Well, some of them some of them know that. And as a matter of fact, if you go back to who the dark prince of Arulu is, I believe it's Enlil. So you had you had Enki and Enlil at the two top positions, one controlling the light clan and one controlling the dark clan. Right. And I tr- I, and I think they may even at certain times in, in swap. They made it swap. Because this is part of the playing out the duality experience for the humans i think that's the the easiest way for for quote-unquote consciously aware people which i consider all of us to be i think that's the easiest way for us in our 3d constructs brains you know the non the the one-fifth the iq of the anunnaki or one-tenth the iq of the anunnaki The, the reality is is that we can't quantify it based on our understanding of, again, of our 3D, you know, construct. I mean, we, we, we really can, and that makes the most sense. But I know that when smart people come at me and say, well, wait a minute, if Enki and Thoth are light beings, then, you know, how can they be swapping and playing the game? But it's like Gerald says, it ultimately is a simulation. I still keep going back to Jason and the Argonauts. 
Oh, wonderful, wonderful comparison. Yeah, yeah. So, so here we are. We're on the chessboard, and Zeus is over here, and Apollo is over here. <laughs> they're just, they're just moving the pieces back and forth, and we're the chimeras, and it's just that's the best way to truly think about this. Is I mean, we're just the game to them. We're, well, exactly. Yeah. Do, you, do you remember the? Do you remember the scene where? Um, Hera is discussing with the king who had invaded this kingdom, and he said, I did it on behalf of Zeus. Zeus told me to do it, right? Yes. She goes, no, you did it of your own will. Right. And then it comes down to the conversation of, well, why why is this going on? Why are you guys monitoring us and and treating us like bonds? Because it can. And she says, it's so that man will know himself and that the gods may know him. Exactly. In other words, this is a lesson for you to figure out your state of awareness. And at the same time, it lets us who are monitoring this use you as the heroes in these different scenarios to be an example so we can convey messages to all of mankind. This is the right. Right, but ultimately it's up to you to figure out your mission parameters. Exactly. And this is something that, and I, by the way, I have to recommend everybody who hasn't seen Jason and the Argonauts, watch the 1963. I was going to say the original, the original. The 1963 version where Jason is this doubting Thomas who doesn't even believe there are gods, right? Yeah. How many of us are there in the world today that are like that, right? Yes. So this movie is for all the Jasons in the world. And, and, I, and because of his doubting, but his willingness to be a hero. He had a code of belief and behavior that went beyond some doctrine from someone else. He was just a hero. He's a good guy, right? And, Go ahead, Rex. And they recognized his archetype and used him to wake him up. I thought it was fantastic. Totally fantastic. Yeah, you know, Clash of the Titans tried to pick up after that, and it was, you know, Harry, Harry it was Harry, Harry, Harryhausen and Harry Hamlin. Yeah, as yeah. the actor. Um, but go ahead, Rex. Oh, I just want to say it's fascinating even if you go back 60 years even more than that with film and some of the the movies that have been made the screenplay the the scripts that were written are timeless literally you can look at it 70 years from now 100 years from now and the archetypes that were portrayed that you don't realize at the time you can go back and watch it when you're in a different place in your life because the information that you've obtained you'll get something completely different Hollywood is truly a cipher, as Matt said on his show last week, you know, and Daniel, and as we said in week two when we talked about Hollywood and their control of consciousness. I think this is perfect seed right now to move into the final question, and what you know, we can we can add some little things if we want a final comment. We've we've been on about ninety minutes, but the fourth question is, what is CERN really doing? Um, anybody want to take it first? I'll jump in real quick, yeah, and then I'll, then I'll let you guys take over, because I don't have a whole lot of information on CERN, but what I do have is even better. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay, so a family member of mine passed away a short while ago, and I hope he's in a much better place now, but the person that I met after he passed is related to him. His name is Lance, and this gentleman actually made certain equipment and has certain patents that are involved with CERN and CERN-like technology. He actually worked at the facility in Texas before it was closed down. Wow. That is CERN. So I am going to have an interview with him in just a few weeks because he lives out by Dallas. Nice. Basically family. Very cool. 
That's all I have. Oh, man, you suck. More, more coming soon. More coming soon. So stay tuned. Week project. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do a couple of things that I've noticed about Cirque. First of all, um, we can talk about scientifically about what they're doing in accelerating paired electrons and smashing each other. I don't think we need to go that level of detail. No, we don't need to talk particle physics. Sounds but, awesome. Well, I, I would love to sometime, but... And I'd also like to do a show and talk about what's going on with the laser interferometer at Caltech and measuring your gravity wave. That's right up my alley, okay? But anyway, bingo. What I noticed about CERN was, first of all, it started out with the Fermi Lab in Chicago. This is where the where they first started doing underground part. Right, right. And when I saw the one in Europe, I was like, wow, this one is really big. You know, what's going on here? And, uh, the symbology kind of drew me in to pay a little closer attention to what they were up to. First of all, their logo is very disturbing with triple sixes. Yes. Um, the fact that they've affiliated with Cali, uh, the, the goddess of destruction, uh, in their in their dance. And listen, there was a book that came out way back when that you guys may not be aware of. It was called uh, uh, Tao and the Dancing Wooly Masters, which was a discussion about the nature of particle physics right okay and there was another one in search of schrodinger's cat and several other books in the esoteric physics space and if you had read those and seen what they're doing at cern you go what is that yeah, guys i know, I know. Okay, so bottom line for me is uh, looking at the nature of energy and dimensions uh, i believe that dimensions are uh, categorized by frequency and that yeah i do too and that if you could put your brain on that frequency, you could experience a dimension shift, right? This is what I, this was like. So I think they have discovered that um, through a high energy impact collision that they can essentially create an energetic space that allows them to bridge over to other dimensions. And this was written. This was written. About Absolutely. So are they opening wormholes strategically, or is it just a byproduct of what they're messing around with? Well, I think it was a functional. Uh, capability that they needed to have so they could move large right. resources on and off planets as part of their colonizing efforts. Oh. Absolutely. And I think it's, and the fact that it's in Switzerland. Exactly, exactly, exactly. This tunnel ceremony, and it's all about gold, I think it all has to do about <laughs> moving some transition metals off of this planet to another location that they want them. Isn't it always that they give you kind of a story that is like a, a side purpose of what the real purpose is all along? So it's like we're doing this for this reason, but this is only like a byproduct of what the actual purpose is. Of the well, I think, yeah. Well, that I ritual that Gerald's talking about, though, I mean, that was very mm -hmm. uncovering. They showed a lot. and you A lot of esoteric metaphor. And I think, I think what they're doing, they've taken the technology they discovered at CERN, and they put it underground in a tunnel where you can't see it just like the yeah. thirds underground where they can access it with vehicles large trucks and whatever so i think they're actually using it to transport stuff truly that's that and, and it has to be such that they can move it from this dimension to another one to another location you know it's so crazy to think about well listen if the anunnaki were here to get gold and Nibiru might be coming back by and they've amassed all this gold in switzerland and now they've got a tunnel where they go hide it away and they do a crazy ceremony to tell you that the portal's opening and this is and these miners lift it, put two and two together. 
and I this this is like a darker side of him that I do not get. Yeah, it's clear that Anu and Enlil were in a council meeting, and they decided to destroy the city of Ur, where Nanar, his son, was living with all these people. What justification could you have for that kind of genocide? I think it was just to get rid of the primitive workers. I, I never. But why? What, what, what was special about him? Why could you? How could you justify just saying, "Okay, you're gone," and and to be that callous toward the humans? So I have a different opinion of Anu because of that, and I've never been able to get past that. It, it seems like it, um, Nibiru and the people there became a, a military commander civilization rather than one that was based on. Uh, kind of the collective evolution of its of its species, and that really hierarchy, that hierarchy structure, shows itself in our own kingship that then took over on the earth. I think. I think what you saw in the movie Battlefield Earth, right, was very accurate in how those Anunnaki beings were shown relating to humans. I, I think that was actually some of them, especially the ones that treated them as primitive worker slaves. That you know. Uh, Look at the way the natives got treated here. You know, I mean, they yeah. got treated, got slaughtered like oh, shit. Animals, I wanna, animals. And I want to say, having lived in a different country now for a while, I'm telling you what, there's a very soft place in my heart for what's been done to these people here. For the indigenous, oh, yeah. Me too, me too. Not only the indigenous, but everybody that has been subsumed under the sword and their culture taken away, and they've been caught up. Listen, there's nobody speaking Mayan. Right. Right. They're wiped out. They're speaking yeah. the language of the conquerors. Their rituals and customs and their religion are the, are all given to them by the conquerors. Such these, a sad these story. These are enslaved, enslaved people. And listen, Incredible, it's sad. Man. It's really sad. It really is. Well, I, in fact, Gerald, it's so funny. You're so right. When I went down to the pyramids, you know, north of Tulum, the giant, massive one, and I took all those pictures back in November of last year before you and I knew each other, but. Um, just speaking to them, and I think it's the Toltecs. I think it was the Toltecs of that pyramid. Um, you know, there, there are very few of them, but they are so conditioned. And you're right; they come from an inculcated mindset of. Because I was talking to them about, like, you know, who their forefathers and their ancestors were, and oh no, so that you know, there's no aliens or there's no advanced species. We were just, you know, a small indigenous pygmy group. Yeah, they're. It's truly sad what has been done to them. No, it really is. And some of them, you know, there's a lot of waking up going on in Mexico. At least they're disclosed. Uh, I see that too. But at the same time, when you look at where the general consciousness is because of, and I'm going to say it right now, and, and Moro Bolino will agree with me, is what the, the Papa, the Catholic Church has done to this country is disgusting. The world. It makes, world. Me, it makes me sick to see how disempowered they've been spiritually because of that organization. Yeah. And they target, they target poor countries because I know, man. when the education level is low, it's easy to get victims. That's how I see it. I want to throw in one more thing about CERN, because you brought up a good point, Gerald. And I want to ask your opinion on this. If the Anunnaki had the technology, wormhole-type technology, wouldn't they also have the technology to move the planet, you know, create a wormhole, move the planet from point A to point B, keep it at a certain location. Now, here's here's why I'm going this route, because if you really think about how Nibiru has this orbit where it causes mass chaos with all these other planets, I would think that it would be chaos on Nibiru, too. I mean, there's got to be just as much destruction going on there, so maybe they've got some type of tech, if this is all in play, that they can actually just move it from point A to point there B. There are a lot of people that believe that, Rex. Well, you know, in Yankee's message, he says he's messing with the 
magnetic flux of the Earth to counteract the perturbations caused by Nibiru. Is that he's true? He's this for the first time, too. That's why Matt actually believes we're not all going to die. That's right. right well, I you know, I, listen, I think Nibiru has come by how many times before and the Earth is still here? And there's still Every 3,600 years, right. Ah, we're not all going to die. There's going to be cataclysms, okay? <laughs> But that's just part of the nature of the, the reality of this. I, I was, I was, I was. It was, it was a meta, It was, it was a what do you call it? A, a metaphor. It was. I, I know we never all die. Everybody survives. I mean, a fraction survive always. Um, but yeah, I mean, we don't know. I mean, there's so much stuff going on right now. Well, Enki, um, Enki tells us to understand who we are. Right. Yeah. What our mission is, why we're here, where we're going, and when you do that, listen, the, there is no external thing that could ever frighten you. Exactly. Do your energy, your en- that's right, because your energy is eternal. Well, you're yeah, only yeah. avatar here, having a material experience. Well, you're going to go on after this. I still think uh, if you know, if we look at just the last hundred years or the last hundred twenty years, and you know, we all talked about this on the last show, but I think the the, the proof that things are changing is that we haven't nuked ourselves into oblivion and the nukes haven't been allowed to go off or land or detonate not to say that they still can't you know obviously we have albert pike you know looming in the background in his story and you know the war to end all wars and the war to end all religions and it's always a possibility but i just you know i want maybe i'm hoping beyond hope but i really do want to believe that there are alter, you know, ulterior forces or, and motives in the background preventing humanity or sapient sapiens from destroying itself and absolutely we, we definitely know that we have. I mean, World War I was a war of disease and starvation and mass death and casualty. And then right after World War I, we had the Spanish flu. And then right after the Spanish flu, we had World War II. You know, and we had the Stalin purge and we had Hitler. And we've just been killing each other and killing ourselves and destroying ourselves for millennia. And now, all of a sudden, it's not happening. Yes, there's still skirmishes, and yes, there's still hundreds of thousands of people dying in countries, but we're not exterminating ourselves at a level that we once did. And it's like it's like different hands that have been in play, right? You talk about that chess match right. using humidity. I see that chess match as determining where our timeline will go. So it's a chess match to say we're gonna play we're gonna play the game this way to, to push humanity into this outcome. Whereas we're going to push it this outcome, and, and I see um, Earth in this prison planet of, of of humans on this in this place, this learning aspect of duality that we're going through is being propelled by the idea that we 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 should go one direction or another based on the interest of whatever faction at hand has the controlling view of us. Gerald talks all the time about how we're reaching this zodiacal house change, and maybe that's the whole purpose and how our history is directly lining up with these rulers of us. And so if we're getting this, so we have a house change, and then the Mayans also predicted consciousness would reach its greatest um, greatest place in this t- certain time, then they clearly knew that during these zodiacal house periods, consciousness wouldn't be able to um, raise itself. And right. so that, so so maybe these zodiacal house periods are pre-planned all along and it's known about, it's almost like during them, chaos can ensue. And then, and then once, once in time period, moves on which i believe we're, we're, we're entering right now you see um all the cards being thrown on the table and then a, a, a hopefully a, a transition to a much better place out of the ashes of what is going to be i think a, a new start on every aspect of our of, of what we of what we think is um real i think i think it's possible let me throw in a bonus question we've been on about an hour and 45 minutes an hour and 46 minutes now so let's make this 
maybe the final question for everybody to answer, and then um, you know we'll, we can talk pretty. Yeah, we can talk about next week because um, you see this a lot, and you, you know some of the people ask this question too on the Facebook wall and stuff like that. Do you guys, any of you guys, think that we'll get to a point where disclosure? of whatever it is, whether it's aliens or, you know, alternative realities or whatever, will, will it ever happen in a way that the masses just become aware all, you know, in a hurry? Is that even possible? What are your thoughts? Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen that way ever. I think we, we wanted to, I've used to always think it was going to, but the more that I've looked at the constructs of what, of how information is being slowly allowed during certain aspects right. of the all the way through our systems. I think maybe there's an idea of where the cat's kind of already out of the bag. Right, control. They, and right. They've, they've agreed on both ends that for the for the for our growth and our stability of, of energy beings allowed with our truth coming in, we must have it come in in increments. Or we'll I, think, I, mean, I think ancient aliens is proof that you're right. Yeah. I would, uh, I would say I don't think it's going to happen as uh, incremental leaks of information. I believe that based on our constructs and we see this happening now and we can't really put our finger on it but i think our meat modems are going to be exposed to energy and it's going to reach a crescendo and a level such that everyone will respond to it based on where they are in their chakras i agree 100 and i think it's happening happening right now. i think it's happening incrementally because it's happening on a scale that can't be explained just from an information distribution level to me you're right. No, no, no. I agree with you 100%. You know that. We've talked about that. I agree. We talked about that before the show. People are becoming aware. We all have yeah. friends that are just coming out of the woodwork and they're saying, my God, I don't even know why I know this, but what you're saying resonates so deep with me. I watch your guys' shows. I, I read the stuff that you guys post on your Facebook, blah, blah, blah. And it just, you're right. It's like once the awareness, I love to give Matt's phrase, phrase, once the awareness of the awareness occurs in your chakras in your mind in your antenna your energy being everything changes mm-hmm. awareness and, awareness yeah and you're just now this tuned not detuned tuned meat modem to a frequency that you never really realized you had but there's yeah. a time period that it has to follow i mean yes it's a ju- it is it is leaps and especially in terms of if you look at the enormous gap of time that we've had humanity but i mean what i mean is like all disclosure occurring in like a week. I think what we're going to see is pieces, you know, the, because truth is like an onion, right? It's all just layers of truth. And so people aren't going to just wake up to the fact that there's a Star Wars galaxy out there that we're part of. They're going to wake up the, to the fact that we're conscious energy beings first. And then they're going to then they're going to wake up to the fact that we're, um, we're being maybe controlled by a darker aspect. But by that point, I think it'll be transitioning at the same time to a better place. So it's, it's not going to be like we wake up one day and everything just crashes down and it's like, you know, the apocalypse, end of end of days. I think they know that they can't go that way because developing species would freak out if they did that. Right. Totally and religious people would melt down. Re- exactly. Rex, thoughts, Rex. Uh, uh, unraveled, unriddled disclosure immediately or just controlled delivery as we're seeing right now? Controlled delivery. In my opinion, I feel that this dimension that we're in essentially, this reality will continue to to be the way that it is, except for obviously new technologies, new TV shows, new flavorings, etc. I think it's basically going to be the same in perpetuity. There's going to be these little cyclical things that take place with, like I said, technologies, yet 
I don't think they're ever going to fully expose the ET agenda. I think they're always going to give carrots at the end of the sticks to make people think that they are going to disclose and that they are going to wake up. And then one day we're going to have this ability to shoot laser beams out of our eyeballs and fly with our hands all the way up to Pluto. But I don't think that that's going to happen, man. I think that we're in this, this makeup that we're in. If it is the matrix, this simulation is designed. This is like a, a boot camp. You make oh, yeah. it through this, then that next level, hey, maybe you do have the possibility to fly to Pluto with your hands and, and shoot people with your with lasers out of your eyeballs and stuff like that if they mess with you. But I just don't see it in this specific makeup. That's my opinion. Right. Agreed. I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, Gerald, thoughts? I think, I think we're going to get surprised. I think uh, they're trying to cull you as quickly as they can because they know even though they hit you with frequencies and Hit you with fluoride, dumb down your pineal gland. When this galactic energy hits that eighth latent circuit and you start waking up and you don't know why and you start reprogramming all the other circuits, the powers that be will lose control. And they know that, so they're trying to call the numbers down to the point where they can control no matter what happens to you. But, uh, you know, if we all end up on a path of waking up like Lucy, may the creator of all help them in their enslaving tactics because they're going to get their ass whipped. No doubt about Certainly it. Certainly everything's going to change. I can I can absolutely attest and agree to that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so. I agree. Well, guys, this is an amazing show. Let me share the screen real quick here. So for all of you guys watching and listening, again, we thank you. Um, this, this is our new Facebook group. We're probably going to change it to Decoders of Truth and not Coders of Truth. But if you want to sign up, you know, Gerald and Rex uh, are fast enough to post these things tomorrow or the day after on their YouTube channel. Please feel free. We, of course, will post the uh, URL, but it's just facebook.com forward slash groups, coders of truth. I think it's just facebook.com coders of truth um, and uh, and find us. And, you know, all you have to do is just ask. It's public and you just ask for admission and we'll let you in. Um, you know, happy to do that. When you get in, read the uh, start here statement so you can understand if you want to leave questions for us on a week to week basis. But um, with that said, guys, I thought that was a really awesome show. Anybody with any final thoughts? Well, I would like to add just one thing real quick before, sure. goes up, before I get done talking. Be the change you want to see. Absolutely, man. That's a powerful statement. You know, and if people would just do that, it would change the world, truly. I mean, I think, I mean, you guys know my thought. Mac, Rex, again, we love you, man. Thank you so much for coming on, and your your contribution is most welcome, and uh, you're an awesome dude. Yeah, I agree. I, You know, I, I, no, I you really guys. think, of course, I really think that all four of us, are doing our part is as, as Gerald said. I mean, I mean, I've manifested my own reality in the last two years. That if somebody would have told me four years ago what I've done, <laughs> I laughed at him. I mean, I told. I remember standing on stage in my men's group in Santa Monica as you know an accomplished realtor and you know business guy, saying I'm writing the best book ever written on testosterone replacement therapy, and people are going to recognize me for it. And they looked at me like, okay, bro, whatever. You know, and it's happened. And now I reached out to Gerald, who I thought wrote the greatest book ever on changing, you know, mankind and alternative history of like really what's going on. I sent him an email. I said, Gerald, your book resonated with me. And now look at we're boys, you know. So everything that we consciously manifest or want to manifest or desire to manifest, we can make possible. So Rex is right. Be the change you want to see. Manifest it. Build your relationship. You know, build your bridge. Build your networks. Communicate with people. Bring more and more people into the group. If somebody wants to know about this, stop what you're doing and tell them. Be a teacher. You yeah. know, be a connector. I mean, I, I, I people. But don't be a preacher, right? 
don't be a preacher, right? People, people like say to me, like, hey man, I'm sorry if these are dumb questions because I know you're so advanced. I'm like, dude, I will literally talk to you until I die. I'll run my mouth for 60, 70 years until my my vessel burns out talking about this because this is what I live for. I want as many people as possible to at least have an awareness and an understanding of the things that I feel like we've known or that we know. And again, none of us started here. We all had to read and to seek. So continue to pursue, and you know that's all I got. But I mean, I thought this was an amazing show. I really appreciate you guys coming on. If any of you guys want any final thoughts, feel free to step up. I just want to say, um, I really appreciate you know all these high conscious minds. It's not every day you get to sit down with people that can talk about these kind of topics. Um, but I think that everyone can become their own hero, and I think I don't think anyone should ever let anything. Um, stop them on this path we have this incredible gift of being here in this beautiful planet with this this um, time period to experience everything possible don't let anything ever stop you or hold you back um so so just just follow that and you will find happiness i, I want to say one thing even though there's uh four dudes here that got together that are doing this listen this these same issues are just as applicable to all the heroic women that are out there in the world too. and we're gonna have some of them on the yeah, show we need, we need to eventually you know like uh and i, I, I could name a lot of names right now for people that uh, could be brought on but uh that was very maybe we, cool. maybe we want to do that because absolutely next week I think we all, yeah i think next week we all know we identify one person right now but there's probably 10 and I'm happy to uh, step aside and let that person come on the show, or even if it's just all five of us, I have no problem. I mean, we can, This, as you guys know, Zoom supports up to 50 participants, and it doesn't screw wow. the bandwidth. So we can, you know, we can bring on as many awesome people as we want, and we can even bring Let me throw on. something out there real quick for you guys, too, while you brought sure. that up, is we could also possibly do a live show on League Project, and I could do a, you know, an email okay. alert so I'm that people would know, cause because you can do live shows on YouTube. <laughs> Sorry, this is over on here, so I had to cut it a little bit short, but they were wrapping it up anyway. That was very powerful and um, lots of good information. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was beneficial. And, you know, I knew that that's what they were doing at CERN. I don't remember when it was but you know I knew they had those underground tunnels and the gold and all that okay thanks for listening